It's Thursday. Let's go get it. Motivation in a mini is on the move. And what are we going to talk about? Well, in light of the reach uh, in light of the recent events, I do want to address some current events. There we go. Um, so three things I want to discuss today on motivation in a mini. All right. Uh, the first one is... Okay, so three things I want to talk about. Kind of distracted here by some guy running down the street blowing like a neon sign. That's pretty good PPE he's got on. I'm sure he won't get hit unless somebody is intentionally trying to murder him. All right. Let's talk about the coronavirus, the stock market, and transitioning. Because we got to get a little bit of each in there, a little bit of flavor of all of them, I think, are things I just I want to discuss today. Um, not, not one for me to be uh, involved in current events. I just like to know enough what's going on to see if it's going to impact me. I don't care any about any royals who are leaving behind titles and you know celebrities that are getting married to somebody or divorced or having kids or doing something in the news uh, but this coronavirus thing is pretty real and it's pretty real in the fact that it's here it's happening and everybody's freaking out so real quick on that and that kind of relates to what I want to talk about with the stock market there is an economic impact and we got to discuss that. Coronavirus. Real quick on the facts. And I'm sure you've seen and read the facts and people maybe hopefully have calmed you down or you're the calm person trying to calm everybody else down. The reality of it is, is I'm worried. And I'm not worried because of the virus. I'm worried about those that will let fear get the best of them. Let them do something irrational, which is what fear tends to do. This part of my ride is always super bumpy, and every time I hear it on the playback, I want to come out here and pave this road because my 2004 Mini Cooper S is lots of fun, but super rattly on the bumpy roads. And when I'm driving, I don't care, but in my recordings, I care about my listeners. All right, there we go. We got one more hump ahead, actually, <laughs> that you're going to hear, and uh, it's funny when I'm listen back to the stuff and I can tell where I'm at in my drive based on the road condition noise in the background so yeah I, I'm not I'm not fearful for the actual virus or its impact on my family or those I love about I'm more worried about those that are just doing crazy stuff and we've seen a little bit of it um, you know with uh, the shortage on toilet paper because God knows during uh, the Z apocalypse you do not want to run out of toilet paper. So the coronavirus, right? We don't have a vaccine for it, but let's compare it to the actual flu that happens every year and we're fine and dandy with it and we don't let it run out, make us run out and buy tons of toilet paper. So the normal influenza flu, right, that we experience seasonally every year, it affects 
millions of people worldwide, millions of people worldwide. And it kills anywhere from 20 to 50,000 people worldwide. And we have a vaccine for it. Now, granted, whether people have access to it, believe in that or not, choose to get it. Anti-vaxxers, I love you. So that's something we have a vaccine for, yet it still manages to kill 20 to 50,000 people a year, affects millions of people worldwide. Right now, coronavirus has affected somewhere in the marks of, what, 116, I think, 120, we'll say, thousand people, and 60 plus thousand have recovered, so, so at least confirmed, right, confirmed cases, over half have recovered, and there's been about, what, four to 5,000 deaths, I think, at last look. Everybody's got their uh, COV ID 19 world map pulled up, tracking its spread and reported cases. So yes, I mean, it's something we don't have a vaccine for currently. We're working on that, I'm sure we'll get it. It's something that is pretty highly contagious. Obviously, if you're not washing your hands appropriately or putting your fingers all in your orifices, eyes, nose, and mouth, which is where, you know, that's how it needs to get all up in you, then yes. And just like during the flu season, even if you had your flu shot, if you're not healthy and clean and take care of yourself, you probably still may get the flu and it will suck and you will recover. Or if you're over the age of 80, have a compromised immune system, some respiratory issue, then yes, the flu is much worse for you, just like coronavirus is much worse for you. And they are showing that, obviously, statistically, it's doing the same thing that the flu does. Those 20 to 50,000 people a year that the flu kills are the elderly, are the people with compromised immune systems, people that have respiratory issues and are more susceptible to the wake of the virus. But we like to let the panic set in, the fear-mongering, people are going out and buying everything and going nuts. Um, And so there you go, that's the coronavirus, okay, people? Please be calm. I know you hear about it, you see about it, but I just wanted to throw that out there in comparison just so you know that, yes, it's going to get worse. The reason it's going to get worse is because people are going to panic more as they see the numbers go up. I see in the news yesterday people talking about Oh my goodness, you know, it's going to get, like, they're saying what I'm saying. So these are the legal, you know, or medical professionals, people with masters and doctorates, right? PhDs out the yin-yang, credentials and papers and reports saying the coronavirus, it's going to get worse. The numbers are going to go up. No freaking crap. Of course it is, all right? It's something new, it's different, it's spreading, it's contagious. Um, Yes, yes, thank you, Dr. Scientist, for that information. It's also going to get worse because people are going to panic. We fear what we don't know, and in that regards, try not to feed into it, people. All right, that's what worries me is, is... is the, is the person that's going to let the fear get the best of them. All right. 
Same thing with the stock market. There is a financial impact when people are not buying, people are not selling, restriction of goods and personnel, right? I mean, this is gonna have a global economic impact. The writing's on the wall. You can see it happening right now. Will it get worse? I'll tell you this, I hope so. One, because the stock market's not gonna go to zero. At, at the end of this all, small businesses, sorry y'all, some of you are going under, some of you are going to suffer, but just like when you started from scratch, you can start from scratch again. Anybody who started from a zero mark knows that they have what it takes to start from zero. Now when you build an empire, aka for you, your small business and its success and loyalty of consumers they'll come back you just got to be willing and able and capable of doing it now the large businesses right the apples the amazons i mean google and facebook yeah they're not going anywhere but the large consumer market areas the walmarts right they'll weather the storm like it's nothing um and so in that regards what i'm getting at is now is the time to hunker down on the stock market. If you've got anything invested, hopefully you're not retired and trying to pull a retirement from your 401k, right? Uh, yes, so coronavirus affects the elderly pretty bad. That sucks. Also, the elderly are the probably ones drawing on their 401k to survive. That also sucks. But just to put everything in perspective, hopefully you lived a long, fruitful life, and at the end of the day, whatever happens, you're content with how it ends, such as nature. For those of us that aren't retired, approaching retirement, our 401k is not crucial to our survival, leave it alone, don't touch it, keep it in there, don't sell. The minute you sell, all the losses you take, you have just locked in. If you are like me and you do Robinhood or shoot, even if you've heard about Robinhood, however you dabble in the stock market, whatever you utilize, now's the time to figure out what you're willing to risk, which as I tell anybody who thinks of the stock market as gambling, you're completely wrong. Once again, Ignorance leads to fear, leads to assumptions, and those are incorrect assumptions. If you think you're better off going to play the roulette in Las Vegas, then you probably shouldn't be trying to make money in the stock market because you got the wrong attitude. Uh, the stock market is not that complicated. If you invest in companies that aren't going anywhere, like Ford right now is super cheap, but Ford isn't going anywhere. If you were ever interested in getting a Tesla or Amazon, knock yourself out. You'll do all right. Like now is the time to buy in. Now is the time. And could it go lower? Absolutely. But in a year from now, or say even two, just to be conservative. So if you got money, a couple thousand bucks that you're willing to just 
sock away and never see again. But there's a really strong chance you can turn that 2,000 into 4,000 if you just let it sit for a year or two. Yeah. That's not gambling. That's just being smart with your money. The only thing I ever, I've ever seen where people, and I tell this, is pharmaceutical companies. Those pop up on the radar and disappear <laughs> pretty quick. And right now you may think, ooh, pharmaceutical company trying to work on a vaccine. Like that, that is uh, a long shot, quick fix. If I've ever seen one, I wouldn't do it. But once again, if you got the money to play with, have at it. Me, I'm, I'm playing it safe with my REITs. Real Estate Investment Trust. Real estate's a precious commodity. There's always room to make money off of selling and buying and selling and buying real estate. And they pay dividends. That's just my stock tip of the day. REITs are the way to go. But seriously, folks. First, first point being, don't sell. Don't panic. Don't worry. I've... I've lost a good bit of money in my Robinhood account and in a year or two from now when it all comes back and then some um, yeah there you go and everybody shows the metrics and the numbers from all prior crashes in the real estate you know 2008 was the last one what happened it bounced back those that didn't panic and in fact those that had Lots of money. Well, I say lots of money. You know, if you had anywhere from fifteen to twenty thousand and played it right, they turned that into freaking millions. I'm not trying to say that's what's going to happen to you, but if you can risk a buck to make a buck, that's great. If you can risk a buck to make two bucks, so um, right now, as somebody who's been following, dabbling, playing in the stock market, and I say playing to speak to my the, the novice nature of what I know about the stock market, but I've still managed to make money, oh, up until, you know, freaking coronavirus 2020, and yes, well, like, like it is going to have a global impact, that is real, like it's not just a matter of fear, it's not just a matter of the Fed talking about interest rates, and based on just a conversation the market does this that and the other OPEC wants to do something with oil like this is real there's a financial impact don't sell take advantage of it if you can I know on payday I told my wife I'm taking some I'm taking a good bit of chunk of money and going to town and robbing it and buying some stuff because it's dirt cheap right now and my boy Damien I know he's probably buying up some Starbucks me and him always talking. Starbucks. <laughs> he loves it. His girlfriend loves it. So he invests in it. Because he knows it ain't going anywhere. It's a blue chip. Okay, so we talked about coronavirus. We talked about the stock market. That's enough current events for the time being. Let's throw out a little bit of motivation here in the mini. On LinkedIn the other day. And throughout, I've seen some comments in regards to uh, to trying to plan it right, plan it right on your transition. 
All right, you, you hear the numbers, you hear the statistics, yet you don't want to believe them. And that's okay. But, but don't just completely dismiss them, all right? You're entitled to your opinion to think, I don't want to be a statistic. But it's not about being a statistic, it's just about being open-minded. Veterans, when they transition, 67 to 70%, right? So almost, you know, over two-thirds of veterans, when they transition out, they will change their job within a year of getting out and being in that job, right? So what does that say? It says that you don't know what you want to do when you grow up. You don't know what's going to make you happy when you get out. You don't know what's going to give you true fulfillment and joy until you jump in the waters. So absolutely, right? If you're smart enough to be listening to me right now or doing any of the the transition courses, the four block, onward opportunity, hire for heroes. I mean, that's just like three out of the, the 10 or 15 out there for veterans. Like they are, there is a plethora of resource out there. (laughs) my father-in-law Eric Williamson when he got into the military and got out and he did like his four and out there wasn't any of that there wasn't any of that for him so when he got out he got a 9 to 5 that he couldn't stand he had to work tons of overtime he had to get a second job and realized I was better off in the military and came back in and made a career of it and was a super huge success And it worked out completely for him because of his work ethic, who he is, and him being an awesome dude. But now, like in your transition, there's no excuse to be completely informed. And that's fantastic. Like There are so many resources out there. If you have any questions about what they are, hit me up. I've got all the papers that have the 30 or 40 links to all the websites that have all this free, helpful information for veterans to get assistance, to have mentors, counselors, resume writers, like you name it. The tools out there for veterans is ridiculous. And all because you served your country, somebody wants to pay you back, it's pretty freaking awesome. So it is a great time to transition. There's so much information out there. If you don't seek it out, you're the only one to blame for your lack of uh, information in doing that, right? But then, what also happens in our mind with all this information and information overload, and we start networking, and we start connecting, and we want it to be perfect. We want our transition to be perfect. We want to get out and land the perfect job, and wherever we go, we don't have to move again. Family's happy, wife's happy, Location couldn't be dreamier, right? The job's super rewarding, pays what you wanted and then some, right? Let's be a little realistic and realize that, one, now that you're not under a government contract, right? You're not obligated to X amount of time, right? No civilian company is going to do that. No civilian company is going to say, we need you to sign this contract that says you're committed to us for the next three years. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And whatever we need you to do, you need to do it, or else we're going to punish you and dock your pay, right? 
if you don't listen to us and do as we tell you over the next three years, there's going to be ramifications. Sounds a lot like indentured servitude. I'll leave the analogies up to you for what it can feel like sometimes being in the military. But somebody who's done 20 years and kept signing up for it, all right, I made the conscious choice to keep serving my country. And I don't regret any bit of it. But for you now, transitioning out, however long you've been in, whatever you've accomplished, whether you did your time and got out, no pension, or you did 20, 30, what have you, and now you're collecting a retirement, uh, getting the benefits that are involved with actually uh, reaching that, that milestone. The transition does not have to be perfect. You don't need to land the perfect job and the perfect location because guess what? If two months in, you're like, I made a huge mistake, you can change it. And three months in, and six months in, a year later. You know, when I got out, I told myself I was going to give Corsite, the company I'm currently with now, I gave them a year. And even four or five months in with my wife, she's like, what do you think? And I'm like, uh, writing's still on the wall. I'm still on the fence. I love, I'm loving work and loving what I'm doing. But who knows in six months? Who knows where I'm going to be at? Like I, in my mind, I said, I'll give them a year, a fair shake, I think, to see where I'm at, how I feel, what I've accomplished, and where I'm going. Well, that year came and went about a month ago, and I'm still here. So I'll let you know that I'm still digging it. And I wasn't out to try to prove the statistics wrong. I was just, I was being honest with myself and saying that I can leave whenever I want. And that may feel odd and scary, but it's actually, that's true freedom. It's great. If tomorrow I walk in and everybody I work for decided to quit, move on, do something else, what have you, and I don't like who I'm working for, because that's really what it's all about for me is the people and the personnel and the connections, the physical infrastructure of it, you know, that's just equipment and gear, right? Of course. I can walk away. I can quit. And that's awesome. So... I'm not saying you need to just go with whoever. Do your due diligence. Be smart about it. Talk to people. The company that I thought I was going to land with, I talked to some friends in that company, and they kind of steered me away from it, and I'm grateful for that. And those that I was able to network within that actually worked here at Corsite that I trusted gave me some great information. They told me the pros and they told me the cons. And I'm doing the same thing for individuals that reach out to me right now that are interested in the data center field that I think would be a great culture fit. I'm giving them the pros. I'm giving them the cons. Giving them the information that I, you know, painted for it. It's pretty simple. But people, people, people. Once you've done your due diligence, once you've kind of weighed out your pros and cons of the companies and the, the benefits, the bonuses the compensation, and what have you. At the end of the day, also, just think about what's going to make you happy. If getting a huge check every week is what's going to make you happy, go for it. And you can tell by the way I'm saying it, as in, I don't think that's the answer. All right? I think everybody feels that they are more valuable than they truly are. You know, we over, over-index on our worth in certain areas 
and under index on things and we we always jack it up it's it's human nature it's like things that you're really good at you'll be like ah I'm okay I'm not that great at it and things that you're okay at you'll be like ah I'm super great at them so yes it is your first opportunity to get out and anybody that served in the military knows that we are woefully undercompensated from a pure paycheck to paycheck you know there are other benefits like I said the transition benefits we don't calculate those but the millions that are poured into those programs is huge right um, all the benefits the medical the dental gym MWR I mean there's so many things out there that if you add them up you'll be like okay you know the, the government does a pretty good job of trying to take care of us as they should because then when push comes to shove and we've got to go out to sea for six to ten months at a time you know they're getting it back and it all equals out (laughs) but from a pure number standpoint on compensation and what you feel like your hourly or yearly salary rate should be we want to get our most we want to feel appreciated and it comes down to once again time is precious what's yours worth I want to get compensated appropriately so be it And that's why they always talk about in these transition courses having a range of what you feel comfortable with. But at the end of the day, we the higher the number, that makes us feel better. But at the end of the day, when you're doing your 9 to 5, if all you got to fall back on is, well, my paycheck's decent, you know, don't like my boss, don't like what I do, don't like my coworkers, I'm not really fulfilled, I don't go home feeling like I've really done much, but... I got more money in the bank so you know I can buy more shoes or watches or jewelry or what have you and that makes me feel better so I have some retail therapy and I say to that you're wrong (laughs) money can only go so far and if you're doing it right and if you're a great worker and you're an individual that has goals and has initiative and drive the money will come It will. Every book you read or hear on success and growth and once again just being your best version, your best self, they talk about don't fixate on that on that number in the beginning. It will grow just as much as you will. And at some point that number that you're worth will surpass what you actually are worth. Such is the way of life. The individual that works harder than he gets paid eventually gets paid more than he works. There you go. All right, so that's it, man. I've wrapped it up. I did good. We're at 27 minutes. Let's see if we can do a quick recap here and keep it under 30 because I'm feeling good this morning. Although it's a little cloudy out, no sun, no sunrise, so there's your forecast. Should clear up, though here in Northern Virginia. All right, coronavirus. Keep calm, y'all, okay? Um, Fear is contagious. It's, It's a mind killer. It makes us execute and do irrational things and make irrational choices and decisions. So please, for your family, for your loved ones, for anybody that you come in contact with, keep calm. We'll be all right. We'll survive. Stock market. 
buy. And you know what? It may dip even more into the next week or two. Be ready to buy then too, okay? You don't have to wait for the, just like a, I was talking about the transition, you don't have to wait, you don't have to have it lined up all perfectly to be like, okay, now I buy. All right, if, if you could do that, if you know how to time it just right, let me know. You may have some software analytics I'm unaware of that are super precious, super precious and super awesome and valuable. But if you know that right now everything is super undervalued, buy it. If there's things that you bought two months ago, say at 20 bucks, and now they're at 15, guess what? They're gonna go back to 20. They were valued appropriately then, and now they're all dipping because of what's going on short term. Coronavirus is short term. It too will pass. And when it does, and everything bounces back, and there's a huge boom in the economy, everything's gonna swing back up. All those losses are gonna turn back into gains. I mean, even if your $20 stock only comes back to 20, well, here's your chance to buy it at 15. That's a no-brainer. So, buy on the stock market. And then thirdly, there's no perfect transition. Don't try to go for a perfect transition. It's okay to go with your gut on what you feel is right and what's going to make you happy. Because guess what? If you're making the wrong gut call after you crunch all the numbers and figure it all out, you can change it. And that's awesome. All right, y'all. It's Thursday. Thursday's my favorite day. It's my pre-Friday. It's when I line everything up for the weekend. Try to roll in. Super pumped, super jazzed. Carry that momentum through the weekend and, and roll into the next week, you know. Build upon our successes. Stack up them W's. All right. I'm feeling good despite everything that's going on around the world. If you're alive, if your heart's beating, blood's pumping, you're mobile, agile, and, and capable, got all your faculties for the most part intact, then let's get it. All right, I seriously love y'all. I do want the best for everybody. I'm always available and free. I put my number and information everywhere. Please share if you can. That would be awesome because I think there's probably somebody that I'm trying to reach out to and I'm just not getting to. And that's the individual I'm, stri I'm striving to seek out and uh, enlighten, inform, what have you. Motivation in a mini, Thursday edition. Let's go have an awesome day, intentionally.